When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Yes, a very good evening, everyone. Uh, Welcome to the Thursday AFL Team Selection Night here on Drive with Peter Vlahos. As you heard, all thanks to Toolmark. The Complete Tool Centre, let's rip into it straight away. And, of course, you can join us on the Tempera Bedshed text line, 0487 736 736, or the Scarborough Toyota open line, call 13 12 55. You can sell your car to Scarborough Toyota in Aussie Park. They buy all makes and models, and they service all makes and models as well. Good evening, Kim Hagdorn. How are you? G'day, Pete. How are you and everyone out there? I've... um Looked at this round of fixtures, although we're three games shorter than most weekends, mm. we've got rounds 12, rounds 13 and rounds 14, haven't we, Pete, with clubs with buys. Yeah, but Carlton, the Essendon, rounds, the Giants, Port Adelaide, Richmond and St Kilda won't play this weekend. No, but the significant quickly about those is that Carlton sit fifth, St Kilda in fourth. They're, they're the only teams, two teams with buys this weekend in the eight. Richmond sit ninth, Port Adelaide 11th. Well, I'm still giving Port Richmond and Port Adelaide every chance to finish up pushing into mm. the eight. Who they push out though, you know, is just going to be fascinating over coming weeks. GWS at 14th and Essendon at 16th, irrelevant to finals hopes. So, finals hopes this weekend where the likes of the Bulldogs and Geelong, 8th and 6th, that's tomorrow night. You know, that the winner of that just sneaks a little bit away from the likes of Richmond but, and closer to Carlton and St Kilda in that in that hunt. I, the whole thing, you look at even, even the Melbourne-Sydney game, it's top versus seventh. Well, so Sydney, could they get Melbourne like Freeman or did last weekend? Possibly not, but I'm, I couldn't rule that out. So they would need to then use this as a chance to just jump away from the likes of Richmond at ninth but then close the gap on Carlton towards the top four. So it's still got huge ramifications. This round 12, only the six games with sides with buys and also the, the, the games that are coming up in coming weeks. So it's a fascinating round. And with the six games that are on show, Pete, I reckon there's at least four of them. that I'm not going to be comfortable with how I tip. Uh, you know, the Bulldogs-Geelong game, the Melbourne-Sydney game, Hawthorne-Collingwood and Fremantle and Brisbane. There's at least four there where you'd have to think they're... they're there's uncertainty either way, and 50-50s perhaps. Okay, let's look at a couple of the major issues during the week. Uh, Kim Hagdorn, of course, uh, you always keep your ear very close to the ground. You've got a great network of contacts. I know one of your contacts supposedly suggested that uh, Nat Five uh, would play in the AFL uh, against Brisbane this Sunday afternoon here at Optus Stadium. And then came the news just a couple of days ago that Justin Longmuir, on behalf of Nat Five, said that uh, Nat felt more comfortable coming through the WAFL and will play for Peel against Subiaco this weekend rather than lead his AFL side in battle against a second-place Brisbane. Uh, from what you gather, what changed in the ensuing days after we had a conversation about Nat Five and where he could possibly play on Monday? Yeah, look, I... I, I... I was absolutely convinced on Monday from the information I'd had that Nathan Fife was going to play against Brisbane. Coming off a wing against 
uh, Brisbane at this mm. particular Sunday. Now, that what's transpired there is uh, a, a growth of a surety within the coaching and football management staff to be able to say to Nathan Fife, no, we'll hold you back. They'd beaten Melbourne. They had a good day out against Melbourne. The team was probably not going to change much, although we now do see some outs yeah. from Fremantle, don't we? And significant ones too with Michael Walters and Nathan Chapman out. Um, it, it changed. Whether you like it or not, it changed. Nathan Fife was convinced he was playing and the plan was for him to not go to Melbourne, to play against Melbourne at the MCG, to stay in Perth and you'll play against Brisbane next week. And he is not too comfortable right. ultimately with that final decision. Nathan Fife wanted to yeah. play and was of the view of playing against Brisbane this week. So I need to throw you this question because the dialogue that we've had has come from the coach, Justin Longmuir, who suggested that the decision in the end rested with the player. Now, you're saying to me that Nat Fife wasn't that comfortable playing for Peel Thunder in the WAFL. Oregon's bizarre. And other greats like, you know, Wayne Carey and others that are in the media say that it's ludicrous that Nat Fife is playing in the WAFL. He should be playing in the AFL if he's ready to go. And no doubt he's ready to go. And yet, just along your suggested, he needed a bit of uh, man-to-man contact. You'll get that in the WAFL. And the player himself suggested, yeah, maybe it's best for me to play down in Mandurah this week rather than Optus Stadium. You're, you're saying it was more the decision of the football department. Nathan Fife thought he was playing this week, Peter. Yeah. You know, that's, I, I just continue to say, and I've got to be careful about who, you know, one or two people might realise, well, where's he getting this information from? Mm. I, I, don't, I don't want to get that person or people into... Uh, the, the typical sort of trouble that happens around Coburn when some of these bits of information get around. And uh, I, I, I can tell you, Peter, Nathan Fife is, is he's willing to do it. He's copped it. The position of strength that the coach and the senior management down there now have on the back of their win over Melbourne especially and also that the team, there was... The team didn't need to change much with Nathan Fife pushing his way back in there, but more so the win over Melbourne. There's no question that they'd have continued on that original plan that was decided late last week. So about this time last week, Thursday, Friday, you'll stay at home. You're not coming to Melbourne to play against Melbourne. We'll run you off a wing against Brisbane. I'll stick to that Mm. because... Had they lost against Melbourne, they'd have stuck with that plan. They wouldn't have wanted to lose four in a row. Okay, that leads us to the next topic, and we had a bit of a conversation about this. Hi, Pete and Haggers. The waffle is starting to become irrelevant with AFL teams picking players mid-season. Now, we can talk about the mid-season draft. Jai Cully, uh, Eagles had the number one pick yesterday in the mid-season draft, and Adam Simpson, just a short time ago, on uh, Hazen Mato said this about picking up Jai Cully. No, I don't, it didn't come from nowhere, but uh, definitely, um, you know, going into the season, you, we didn't plan on having um, two spots available on the on, on the uh, on the injury list as well. So, no, and he, he obviously uh, missed the draft last year, and the way the draft works mid-season is, I think you've got to have nominated or gone through the draft in November. So, a lot of these guys got overlooked and and have really grown with their football in the last you know three or four months and obviously had all big off seasons and had a really good impact in the uh in you know the state leagues uh 
in the first five, six rounds. So, yeah, he's really jumped off the page for us and, yeah, looking forward to seeing what he's, what he's got. Yeah, he said, this is Jai Cully, on SEN Radio yesterday morning with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson that he hadn't heard much from West Coast, but he was happy to go to Perth. He was looking forward to getting into the yeah. AFL I season. I think you'd jump into any team, wouldn't Yeah, you? but he hadn't had a lot of dialogue with West Coast. So it's an interesting selection. And the other thing regarding what Mike says, that the waffle is starting to become irrelevant with AFL teams, simply coming in mid-year when Waffle Clubs are trying to establish themselves and their players and putting a lot of hard work in their players. I was talking to Jeff Valentine on this program at this time yesterday, and all of a sudden, uh, Wayne Dirksen at pick number five from the GWS Mm -hmm. Giants gets plucked out of Peel Thunder. But the big one really for mine is Sebet Kuwik, who is the forward for East Perth, who has kicked, I think, 19, 20 goals in five games. 16. 16 uh, we're goals. We're not talking Bernie Naylor here. We're talking okay. someone kicked three goals a game. So they picked him up, and all of a sudden, there was Justin Longmuir was at lead of oval. Uh, they ran the vision. I don't know if you saw it, Kim, of all yep. the players, East Perth players congratulating. Mm-hmm. I know, and I know that a lot of the major players at East Perth are very disappointed and quite upset that this has happened at this stage after they've put so much time and effort into this kid. And what is ludicrous about the waffle is all of a sudden he can't play for East Perth. He now plays for Peel Thunder. And when, the when, ro- does, when does Peel play? I think play it's in two East weeks' Perth. time. I think it's in two <laughs> weeks' time. So all of a sudden he plays for Peel Thunder against East Perth. This is makes a mockery of the competition. Oh, don't forget this is what the waffle is about. It is a pathways to AFL selection. It, it, well, that's it a, is. Stop thinking of the 1960s, no, Peter. No, but isn't it a mockery? That no. One, that one player it's, has played, has done pre-season, has been a development player at one waffle club, and all of a sudden he gets picked up by Fremantle. You're going to play against your teammates in two weeks' Well, time. hang on. Ludicrous. Fremantle have got the bye on the weekend they play East Perth, so there might be some players. He would be one, you would think, as a new Fremantle-listed player. He's a rookie. You're thinking of the 1960s and 70s, no, Peter. No. Get your East Perth jumper uh, uh, off. Uh, Get what, your flag all right. out of your backside. But why, it did, is... but why did they pick Sebbett when they had someone like Tyler Keitel, well, who's different... been the outstanding and... full forward in the waffle competition last couple yeah. of years now, and has been a train-on player well, and they ignored him? Ben Sokol's been as well probably... As well yeah. um, Now I think you're getting more to the point. Had... Had the likes of a Tyler Keitel been picked up over the summer, so if, if it was even that large last SPP selection in March and West Coast or Fremantle, because I think he trained at both over the summer, uh, Tyler Keitel, mm. and had West Coast kept him or Fremantle kept him, at that time of the year, it's different than picking them up in June when they've played six or seven or eight games at the waffle level and this could decimate a premiership prospect. South Fremantle have probably been dealt... A, 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 a constructive, positive blow by the likes of Jake Florenka mm. being not picked up and, and Zach Strom. I thought Zach Strom was a bit of a long shot at 28 anyway. However, someone might have just needed a Ruckman and, and Port might have gone for him in, instead of Dirksen, perhaps if they thought, well, they've got to play him within the, within the next week or two. If it's a mid-season draft, that's the pathways that the Waffle and Sandful offer. It shouldn't be a mid-season draft. It should be a mid-season trade, trade. And only. This is, and this is what Manny says on the Tempera yeah, Beachhead okay. text line. I'll throw this to you, Kimmy. You can continue. Lads, what's your thoughts? Does a mid-season trade period render the mid-season draft redundant? Well, the mid it's one or the other. Yeah. I, I don't 
I don't like. I, I, I lean your way, Peter, to think, well, the poor old Waffle Clubs and Sandford Clubs, and all they get in compensation is $10,000 for each of mm. those players taken. And I think, what what we have? I think it was only three West Australians, a Peel yeah. player, yeah, an Brim Eastermantle Teagle. player. Yeah, from Eastermantle. And as you've mentioned, uh, the boy from East Perth and, and, and Dirksen from Peel that goes yeah. to Port. So... The, it's their chance. They're, they, they're playing in the development programs that are pathways to AFL selection potential. It shouldn't be happening in mid-season unless there was a trade of players to those clubs. Should Port have to give a player to Peel for the rest of the season? Mm, mm. Should should someone have, should so Fremantle have to give a player to East, Perth. to East Perth for the rest of the season? Then you're talking trading. You're talking. An advancement, and they're trading back to the to the waffle level. Otherwise, it should really the absolute ideal for mine would be that every AFL listed player is reassessed as the season gets towards the mid season trade, and you could be on your bike to West Coast. They're in big trouble, so and they want to take a player or two from one of the stronger clubs that's got less injuries, and you can play the rest of the season there. We're bringing you back at the end of the season. We'll renegotiate in in ten weeks' time. I think there should be a mid-season trade, but not a draft out of the subsidiary leagues. I think someone told me just last week that was it West Adelaide had two players taken in last the last time there was a mid-season draft. Yeah, and it cost them a flag. They, mm. It was their best two players. Well, I'm not so sure that's going to cost East Perth a flag. I'm not so sure it's going to cost Peel a flag. They've lost Dirksen. Um, East Romano, East Romano t- uh, Teal, possibly because they've lost Trinardica already mm. on the East, on the on the uh, West Coast list. No, it's interesting. All right, we're going to take a break. Come back with all the ins and outs of the West Coast Eagles and the Dockers. I've got a certainly interesting point regarding one individual for the West Coast Eagles. I reckon he's been so harshly dealt by the West Coast Eagles, one of their young players. I'm just wondering how he's feeling. He's, uh, I reckon he's like a yo-yo at this point in time. You probably know who I'm referring to, but we'll discuss it in depth uh, straight after the break. Come and join us on the Bedshed, uh, temperate Bedshed text line 0487 736 736. Bedshed, experts in temper mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases. Check the range of temper products in store or visit bedshed.com.au. All the open line is there. We've switched it on now. 13 12 55 where you can sell any car, any make, any model to Scarborough Toyota there in Scarborough Beach Road in Aussie Park. Peter Vlahos, Kim Hagdorn with you. It is Drive and we're looking at the AFL as we head into round 11.